Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. So today we have a special guest of ours, and uh, he's actually a really good friend of mine. I've known him for, I don't know, probably five or five or eight years, something like that. His name is Chris Cirillo, and he is kind of a pilot's pilot. He's an awesome guy to know um, and a great friend. He's the one guy that that can always connect people together and kind of knows everyone everywhere. And he's really fantastic to uh, to get to know. So we're really excited to have him on our, on our show today. Uh, so th- welcome to be here, uh, Chris. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Carson. Appreciate it. And glad to be here. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us today, Chris. And today we want to give our listeners some insight on what's a pretty common goal for a lot of pilots in the industry. Uh, we know how much work is involved in achieving the goal of becoming a commercial pilot. So we wanted to hear your story. So let's kick it off with how you got into aviation. That's how I got into aviation. I think it's kind of a typical story for uh, for most people. I, I grew up, uh, I was born right when uh, Top Gun came out. So for me, uh, that's the first aviation movie I ever saw. And of course, it was the most amazing uh, movie ever, even to this day. So um, that that's really what got me hooked. And so initially, I always wanted to be a military aviator. You know, I wanted to go into the military, fly those fighter jets and go to Top Gun myself. But, you know, as I grew up, I uh, my, my taste matured a little bit more and I started to realize the in the grand scheme of things, what I wanted was a really uh, good paying job, you know, good, good work life balance and uh, all that while still being able to fly. So that's how I got to where I am today. That's awesome. That's what Top Gun does to people for sure. I, I actually got a question by a guy uh, once I, I subscribed to this uh, to this wine wine box, uh, Wayland Wine. It's in Central California, and I, I became friends with him ever since I went there. And whenever he talks to me, he talks to me about aviation, and I talk to him about wine. And we both have kind of a mutual interest. And he asked me when the Top Gun movie came out. He said, "Hey, Brandon, has the new Top Gun movie done as much as this wine movie he told me about did for his industry?" Um, and we started talking about it for a few minutes, and it's really true. The Top Gun movie like got a bunch of pilots motivated the original one and the new one. So I think it's really awesome that it came out and just going and see like the Pacific air show in Huntington beach last weekend. Uh, I got to see a ton of those top gun type airplanes, uh, which was really, really neat. So yeah, <laughs> top gun definitely helped us out. Uh, but I want to yeah, 100%. So I want to talk about some of your jobs in aviation because you are a commercial pilot, um, some places where you worked, uh, where you work now, and, uh, and you mentioned that work-life balance. Uh, tell, us, tell us some stuff about that and uh, where, kind of where you started, where you're at now, and where do you want to be in the future? Starting off with my career, uh, I, I did have a bit of a rough, uh, rough start. Um, unfortunately, uh, going to school, sometimes you can make the wrong choice, and uh, it, it can slow you down. So um, obviously, that's a very uh, important decision uh, going into aviation is making sure you do your research and go to the right place. For me, I wasn't able to, to uh, get my instructor ratings due to those circumstances. So I had to uh, network and try and uh, find a low-hour pilot job. And I was very lucky. Uh, after about a year or so of, of networking, I was able to find somebody who got my foot in the door with an aerial survey company. Uh, that company was called uh, Geomni. They were part of uh, Veris Analytics. So I would fly um, a, a Turbo uh, 206 and a uh, twin-engine Technum 
around doing uh, aerial survey uh, all over the country, actually. I was based out of so Southern California, but the great thing about the aerial survey is uh, survey work needs to be done nationwide. And it gave me an opportunity to fly around the entire country and uh, gain just a vast amount of experience in different airspaces, different uh, climates, all that stuff really uh, helped me to, you know, one, develop my stick and rudder skills, but also to just uh, help uh, reinforce a lot of that knowledge that was required uh, of being a pilot, you know, understanding your regulations a bit better, understanding weather patterns, understanding the different types of airspace and how to communicate with people and enter and, uh, and coordinate and whatnot. So that was honestly a, a great first job for me because it really helped uh, develop me into a more successful pilot. So after that, um, I joined a 135 cargo carrier called West Air, a FedEx feeder actually. So I flew a Cessna 208 Bravo uh, Grand Caravan and I did cargo work for them. Really fun job. Uh, so far, one of the best companies I've ever actually worked for. Uh, great people. Uh, the job was really fun. Again, another learning experience because with that job, it was all single pilot ops. So you don't have somebody sitting next to you. It's all it's all on you. And, uh, you know, I, I've been into, you know, icing conditions, thunderstorms, everything that you can think of. And uh, it really does test your, you know, your your skill and uh, your knowledge uh, by being able to be a, a, a single pilot and work under those conditions. But again, an absolutely fun job. Uh, and uh, I think it's also a great step for some people, you know, starting off in the industry. Everybody kind of wants to jump into the jets. So it sounds like you've flown in some pretty crazy places and things. I hope you really didn't actually fly into a thunderstorm, right? Not into an thunderstorm. No, we had to, we, we did have to dodge it. But again, it's understanding, uh, you know, how weather patterns work, uh, which direction they're going and, you know, uh, how, how far you need to be away from them and then navigating uh, in, 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 the, in that way. But yeah, it's, when, I, when I say thunderstorms, I'm just talking about navigating them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. I I believe uh, uh, the FAA actually recommends at least 25 nautical miles. And I'll tell you this, I've been 25 nautical miles away from a thunderstorm, and I bet you that's still too close. Uh, I'm sure you would agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. So neat. So what was, uh, what, what's your job now? Where, what are you doing now after, uh, after you've done that FedEx deal? Well, so after FedEx, I actually went to the airlines. Um, I started off at the regionals. Um, uh, first off, I went to Mesa. Uh, I did all my groundwork there. Uh, unfortunately, Mesa did have quite a few uh, uh, training delays. Um, and so I had to make a decision of whether I wanted to, to stay there or if I wanted to kind of, you know, go somewhere that's just that didn't have those delays at the time. Uh, nothing bad about Mesa. Absolutely great company. I think every airline out there still, uh, you know, does a good job with what they do. Um, However, for me, it was all about getting to the goal faster. So I ended up actually uh, getting another offer over at Republic and took it. Um, and I actually completed my training there. Um, uh, very good program if you're interested in going to, to the uh, airlines. Uh, honestly, both Mesa and Republic uh, are great programs, just depending on the times that you go. Um, but uh, they, they had a, a fantastic training program. Their instructors were uh, top-notch. Uh, I got to fly the uh, Embraer 175, which is a really cool little aircraft, um, and uh, one of the newer uh, regional models out there, too. So if you're looking to go in, I highly suggest that aircraft. Again, it gets you a little bit more familiarized with uh, the more modern um, uh, automation that's coming online now, and uh, that's definitely highly sought 
after in the industry. So having a you know background in that is going to help you. Um, but yeah, uh, from there, yeah, that's it. So the, that Embraer, I know that I've done, uh, I think I did four or five hours of, of the SIM, uh, when I did my ATP, uh, CTP course. And that plane was a lot of fun to fly. I, I could not believe how capable it was. I mean, it was a pretty neat airplane. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's very capable. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, I, I was a little surprised of it myself. Um, you know, initially I actually wanted to go into the CRJ and, uh, that was mostly just because of, uh, basing options, but. After talking to some people, they really uh, kind of uh, pushed me into the direction of the uh, of the uh, the jet. And once I actually got into it, I realized exactly why they wanted me to do that. And again, uh, the level of automation in that aircraft is just you know phenomenal. Uh, and again, in this industry, having that um, that background and that knowledge and how these um, automated systems work, these essentially these more complex automated systems, is uh, very important. That's way cool. Yeah, I, I just have a quick question. Um, obviously, we're pretty far away as, as far as hours go. And the coolest thing I've gotten to fly is a Baron. So, you know, how does it compare when you're talking about transitioning from the smaller planes, even something like a uh, Grand Caravan going all the way up to, you know, an Embraer? Uh, so um, it, it, it's definitely a transition. Um, the first time I, I got into the jet, I, I, I realized what everybody was talking about as far as, you know, understanding the aerodynamics, uh, uh, aerodynamical difference between the two aircraft. Um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, with a, any type of prop aircraft, it's so easy to just chop it and drop it. Uh, but when you're in a jet, uh, things slow down a lot faster, turbines spool down a lot faster, uh, sorry, a lot slower. Um, and also just the aerodynamic, um, uh, capabilities of the aircraft, uh, the, the, the form of it and everything, uh, the speed that it's going at, it takes a lot longer to, to slow it down. So you really have to understand uh, the systems that are available to you as far as slats and flaps, uh, gears, their limitations, uh, and knowing the right times when to do all this stuff, uh, particularly when you're in busy airspace and they're keeping you fast real close. Um, so that, that was a little bit of a transition for me. I, I, know, I know I had to do um, two, two tours of IOE just to, to get signed off because uh, that was definitely uh, a transition for me. That's crazy. Thank you. What's your What's your main goal in the future? Where do you want to be in aviation, like towards the end of your retirement, or or in a year or five years? What What's your future look like uh, in aviation? So I'm glad you brought that up because um, initially my my top goals were either going to be um, FedEx, UPS, or United. Um, I just like United's business model when it comes to the uh, passenger side. So that was kind of the only reason why I even picked the passenger. Otherwise, cargo has always kind of been my true love. I, I like uh, the cargo work. I like the cargo lifestyle. Uh, so going FedEx and UPS were always an ultimate goal of mine. However, I am currently with uh, FlexJet as a corporate company. And I never actually saw myself coming this uh, direction. But now that I'm here, I'm starting to realize how much I like this job and I, how much I like this uh, work life. And I have actually considered probably staying here for life now. Wow, that's incredible. I've heard a lot of good things about FlexJet. And uh, and I know, and everyone listening, I've known Chris for a while. And if he doesn't like somewhere, he'll definitely tell me. So the way that if he says he likes a company, they must be really, really good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, honestly, uh, 
like I said, I, I mean, Brandon, I think I've even told you uh, throughout my uh, my training um, that my interest in corporate aviation was pretty much non-existent. I never really had the desire to come this uh, direction. And it actually took a friend to kind of uh, talk to me a little bit more in depth about how the corporate lifestyle is that um, that kind of gave me the uh, the motivation to actually talk to them and uh, and at least give them a try. And I can tell you right now, I haven't been disappointed. Uh, FlexJet's been a fantastic company uh, in almost every respect. They were an extremely uh, transparent company. Uh, you know, they tell you all the good, but they tell you all the bad. Uh, they really want you to come uh, and, and be a part of the team. So they're going to, they give you the, the full details of everything to let you uh, make the best decision for you. Uh, but the work-life balance has been fantastic. The schedule flexibility is is just top notch, probably non-existent in this uh, industry. Uh, the pay is great too. Uh, they've increased to uh, current industry standards, and um, they they continue to do so. Um, but it, it gives it gives me the chance to kind of basically work whatever schedule I want, and um, you know also make a good living. Uh, I can't ask for more than that. And also we get to fly really nice private jets. So <laughs> way cool. So Chris, you've had experience in pretty much all four arenas of aviation jobs. You've had time building jobs, regional cargo, corporate. So I'm assuming you've had a couple of interviews along the way at least. And do you have any tips um, or advice for people that are getting into these, you know, bigger aviation jobs and having pilot interviews now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, first thing is networking. That's the most important thing in this industry uh, is to network. Go to uh, these hiring events. Uh, go to these big organizational events uh, like MBAA, Women in Aviation, uh, RTAG convention, which is coming up here in um, um, in Dallas in a couple of weeks. Um, those are really big events to go to. Um, and it's it's a great opportunity to talk to people who are either in your shoes have been in your shoes, uh, or where are, or, or where you want to be. And so, you know, talking to all these people, you know, just opens up so many more doors for you. If you're somebody who's just starting off, um, like as a private pilot and you know, you're, you don't, you still don't even see the light at the end of the tunnel, going to these places can actually, um, get you opportunities for low hour pilot jobs or, you know, um, you know, give you advice on, uh, how to get to the instructor level. Um, and, you know, if you're already kind of in the middle ground, you know, it's a good place to just obviously start, you know, uh, practicing your interview preps and whatnot. Uh, you can always, I mean, because there's so many companies there. Uh, if you have your ultimate goal uh, lined up right there, maybe go to another company instead and, you know, just kind of uh, do like a practice interview with them. Um, th this this gives you a little bit more time to kind of uh, refine your skills and talking and conversation. Uh, and, you know, and just interviewing in general uh, and kind of get, you know, all the bugs out uh, before you actually go to the place that you want to. Um, you know, for them, it's not really a big deal because they got so many people applying that, you know, it it, it doesn't bother them that you, you come in and you're really just kind of doing it for the purpose of, um, you know, interview prep. They understand that. They understand this industry and they understand where you're trying to go. Um, and, and in the long run, a lot of them are just actually there trying to help you, too. Uh, they, they can actually see that and they, they, they want to, you to develop into a better professional. So sometimes a lot of them actually encourage that. And, you know, I don't have that experience, just a private pilot. So what are, what's the layout of these interviews actually like? Like when you go into them, what are you expecting? 
All right, so uh, a general interview will be somewhere along the lines of um, a little bit of HR. It's a lot of get to know you, like right off the bat, trickling with some HR questions, like tell me about a time, what would you do type of scenarios. After that, they'll usually trickle in some some technical questions. And uh, after that, it's just, it, it can depend on the, the type of company. Sometimes you might have a, a simulator evaluation. Sometimes you won't. Again, that depends on the particular job. But that's basically the structure of it. Outside of that, there's there's a lot of great opportunities out there to help prepare you for those. You know, everybody talks about like you know the the gouges out there that you know to get into um, you know prepare for the airline interviews and whatnot. Those are good resources to help you. I wouldn't fully rely on those because remember these interviews. I mean these these companies know that those are out there, so they know people are basically kind of memorizing these answers and trying to get in. But, you know, they're, they're great resources because they do help you kind of start understanding like what types of questions they're going to be asking you. So you can kind of start kind of uh, refining your, your study to those specific topics and prepare yourself. Some other great things are using consult consultation services. I've actually used them. They're, they're great services. They are pretty expensive, but I honestly think that they're well worth the money because uh, these people are aviation professionals. They've been in the industry. They've even been in the recruiting departments before. They know exactly what's going to be asked. They know how, uh, how these things work, and they really do help refine your ability to interview. So I think that's actually a, a very great resource to use. And if you, know, if you can afford the services, I would definitely at least use it one time in your career to uh, help prepare you. They help build your resumes. They help, they help you understand questions and how to talk, everything. Do those people give you career advice on like how to get to where you want to go and stuff like that too? They do. They do. Uh, they offer that service as well. Uh, they offer pretty much almost any service uh, you can imagine as far as when it, uh, trying to get a aviation job. That's very cool. And I, I know that's kind of working our, your way all the way up the ladder. Uh, for people just starting out, because we have a lot of listeners that are just starting out in aviation or they haven't even taken their first demo flight yet. Uh, what do you what do you tell them to do regarding like airport networking and some base level stuff? Would you have any advice for any of them before we wrap up today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, when you're flying around, you, you know, you obviously tend to see a lot of people around the airport. Don't, don't ever um, underestimate um, a person that you see on the airport. Even an airport manager uh, has a lot of great, you know, connections in the industry so be uh be social you know uh talk to people that you see around you know be that person that you know people can look at as somebody who's you know talkative and uh enjoys enjoys the field enjoys what they do but at the same time knows how to communicate and you know just have that personable personality uh, i think that's an extremely important requirement in this industry uh starting off because if you don't talk to people you're not gonna you're not gonna meet other people hundred percent. And the, the reason why I asked that is, is I feel very strongly about airport networking and networking general in an industry that you want to be around. Just yesterday, there's a guy, his name happens to be Brandon also, um, which was kind of funny. So he was like, hi, I'm Brandon. I'm Brandon. Uh, it was great. But he was walking around literally to every single company at the airport yesterday. And he spent an entire day here. And all he wanted to do was get information about aviation, get information about learning to fly, get information about maintenance, get information about all parts of aviation because he was so dead set on wanting to get in this industry. And my guess is he woke up one morning, just, I have to do this. And he literally went around and made friends with everybody, super respectful, really well-dressed, really smart guy. So 
that's just something you need to do. If you want to make it in this industry a little faster, or you want to get a leg up, uh, go make those connections. So that's really, really neat. So uh, thanks. Thanks so much, Chris, for joining us today. Uh, really had a blast talking with you and, and learning about what it's like as a commercial pilot. And uh, hopefully we'll get to have you on uh, again in the future. And we can kind of talk about some of the, uh, the hurdles that you, you had to uh, overcome and some of the things that you do in the future. So that'd be really neat. I hope you'll join us again. Absolutely, Brandon. Anytime. Yeah, and thank you so much, Chris. A lot of those things are just things I wouldn't think about or don't have the experience to know yet. So I also really appreciate it. And thank you everyone else so much for listening today. We hope you have a better understanding of what it takes to become a commercial pilot and what it's like to be one. And if you want to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at Mr. Martini Guy for me or for Carson. It's at Carson underscore AV 17. And Chris, would you like to throw your handle out there? Yeah, if anybody wants to contact me, you know, Brandon, you're, you're more than uh, welcome to hand out my information as necessary to uh, potential people. And I'm more than happy to, uh, to answer questions and, and take you know, just anybody who wants to know anything about this industry. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chris. Yeah. And as we wrap up for the day, just remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one.